Think Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. A little Thursday night edition, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Thanks for joining us on Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or text line, 888 Beck, it's been a while. It's been a minute, BC. Back-to-back Thursday shows. Back-to-back. Threw me off last week, so I had to leave town. Uh, Don't blame you. I couldn't handle it. Don't blame you. Did you kill anything? Uh, Killed some ducks, saw some big deer, but, you know. Couldn't pull the old trigger from 352 yards out. Nope, not with a bow, Ben. Not with a bow. Tapes, a little inexperienced in the hunting game is BC. (laughs) Stick Uh, to the old sports. Did you see anything tonight? Tonight I did. I saw some. Uh, I saw some raccoons. A lot of them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not quite what Have I wanted. Have you seen any of those black bears in the area here <laughs> no, in Lincoln? They're Parish. getting close, so better watch out. They're yeah, getting close. better be careful out there on the old stand. If you need BC for some backup, just let me know. Mm. So, uh, going back to last week, of course, uh, Louisiana Tech hosting Charlotte Bulldogs were two and seven overall, one and four in conference play. They get a dub for the first time since September. The twenty oh, eighth. Would you we ever can talk have thought, about a tech win? Would you ever have thought that going into October? Hey, wild! Bulldogs get their first win since September twenty fifth. We're talking about a win for our first time since September twenty eighth. Bulldogs moved to three and seven overall with a forty two thirty two victory. Uh, big takeaway from me: uh, don't understand how Charlotte had won five games, and that's not to take anything away from Louisiana Tech. They played probably their best game of the year. But Charlotte was downright terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good, Ben. And, and credit to, to Aaron Allen. I mean, he, he balled right. out. Balled out. So he's got he's got two wins this year, Aaron. <laughs> two and I was a starter. Two and I was a starter this year. So say what you want. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Ben, about whether how much of that was uh, good game plan, good play by Aaron Allen versus just atrocious defense from Charlotte. Listen, I think he played exceptionally well. I don't think there's any denying You think he it. played within his box? Like, they d- didn't do too much? They played his game. And listen, we're going to talk about later in the show. Tech rushed for 180 yards in this game, and we've talked at, at numerous different points throughout the year uh, about the effectiveness of a solid run game and what it can do, whether Aaron Allen's at quarterback, Austin Kendall, J.D. Head, whoever it might be. Uh, we'll go back and look from 2015 all the way up until now uh, in terms of some of the success that Louisiana Tech does have when it runs the football effectively. But you rush for 180 yards offensively. Marcus Williams had 131 yards, four touchdowns on the ground. Actually, the first time since 2015, uh, Kenneth Dixon, that a Tech player, had had four touchdowns. Uh, so shout out to Marcus Williams. I believe he is the Louisiana Sports Writers Association co-offensive player of the week for that performance, but it, it opened up a lot for Aaron Allen. You know, he finishes 21-27, 324 yards, which was a career high through two touchdowns, did have the one bad interception, but um, I, I think so. obviously a lot of it had to do with Charlotte's inability to stop the run, 
But Louisiana Tech being able to run the football effectively, it just opens up so much in the passing game. And we saw it uh, at different points earlier in the year. You know, Tech had some good offensive performances at Mississippi State uh, against SMU. Uh, obviously, you're going to perform well against Southeastern and some of those schools. But it, the effective run game allowed Tech to get its receivers in some one-on-one spots. And we know that when you get Trey Harris and Bub Means and Smoke Harris and Isaiah Graham had a nice touchdown catch as well, we know when you get some of those guys in some one-on-one spots, they're going to be effective. And I'm not going to say Allen didn't have to do a whole lot, but he was throwing to some guys that were open because the safeties for Charlotte were you know, they had to stick their nose down in the box to try to help out in the run game. And and that's the thing with this Tech team. It's like, just protect the freaking quarterback and run the football. It, it it sounds, and it is difficult, but like, when you do it, it becomes so simple offensively as a play caller. Yeah, and especially even from Charlotte's point of view of, you got your, I mean, second or third string quarterback in. I mean, what's the what's the number one recipe for that? Like, stop get your run, run yeah, yep. get your run game going if you're tech, and then if you're the defense, stop the run because you know they're trying to lead with that, and, that, and that's exactly what happened. It's almost like they they couldn't do it, or, or, or whatever reason, Tech had a ton of success on the ground, and Charlotte just had really no answer for that. Like you said, just a ton of wide open receivers make any quarterback look good. Uh, Even you, BC, out there could be looking good. There ain't no doubt about that. I got an interesting question for you, and we're going to talk more about the victory over Charlotte coming up in the next segment. Um, Skip Holtz Tuesday during the press conference, I thought he had an interesting uh, point. I'm sure he made this point uh, in a sense to defend himself and the program that he's built. Uh, which a lot of credit goes to him. He's had a lot of success over his nine years here at Louisiana Tech. But he said, you know, you're 2-7. and seven, You've lost five in a row. Uh, this was the first game that Louisiana Tech had played since 2013 where there wasn't much to play for. You right, know, whether right. bowl game, conference championship, whatever it might be, there was nothing to play for. You were simply playing for pride. And I thought Skip made a good point. He said, you know, obviously we build this program and you're evaluated on wins and losses. But that performance on Saturday, you could tell some of the strength, some of the camaraderie, some of the brotherhood, some of the togetherness in this locker room, that they weren't going to throw in the towel just because they didn't have much to play for. And I think he makes a good point. Well, I have a theory about that. I have, I think like when you're not, when you're, when you're trying to attain a conference championship or a bowl berth or whatever, you know, obviously that's on the forefront of your mind. But for some of these seniors that they that now they have two or three games to be like, this is my last time I'll do this. Yep. this their their end is is defined. Yes, and and typically it's not this defined. You know, it's all my last bowl game or whatever. But but it's defined. I mean, they're defined. able. They're probably able to just sit in the moment a little more. And and I wonder if that has someone. And I wonder if the younger guys feel that for the seniors. You know, I'm just oh, and two. You know. I said the same thing post-game. It felt like, and listen, they brought Dennis Smith, who's a special teams coordinator. We all know about Dennis Smith. He's the most energetic coach that you'll find in college football. I don't think there's any denying that. They brought him Oh, what's like the guy from uh, Southern Miss, though? Yeah, Scotty Walton. Yeah, forget that guy. <laughs> Is he even in college football? He head coach at Austin P. now. All right, gotcha. Uh, they bring Dennis down from the booth to the sideline for this game. I- I'm sure it was um, to help out with the special teams. Obviously, he's a special teams coordinator. But it also had to do from an energy perspective. And guys just, like, when you're watching from the stands, you know how far we are. What, probably 40 yards from, yeah, probably. from the players? Like, they just felt more free. Like, it felt like for the first time this year, it's like, 
Those dudes are having fun. And I don't know if you could point to Dennis Smith being on the sideline as the main key cog for that, but like it just had a different feel. And like you said, when you have that defined endpoint, maybe it does allow you to play a little bit more freely. Because it's been a long time. We're not saying that we like Louisiana Tech being 3-7, and seven, but it's been a long time where this program as a whole has played without quote-unquote pressure. Yeah, just think about the start of the season. You know, to have that many close games end the way they ended. I mean, this season from the start, I mean, from the first game, kind of had some disappointment behind it. Yeah, I mean, and then and then you got man, we really are good. We're good enough to beat these teams. And then you have a stinker game, one or two. You know, don't get off the bus. And then you're like, oh man, like here we go, here we go. Like, are we that good? And so I'm sure. I would just love to like. I wish we could get a player to to be honest, but I would love to know just what the what what their mental journey's been this year, and and oh, not have anything to play for, quote unquote. I don't think roller think that, coaster describes it. No, I just I just think they're you're probably right. They were probably loose. They're like and, and listen, they coaches lo- are probably looser. Like this wasn't and listen, I'm not here to say it's the best two and seven, best three and seven team in the no, country. Blah blah blah. It's just for a bunch it. of losers, but. <laughs> Like, you look at some of the losses they've had, like last play against Mississippi State, last play against SMU, last play against North Carolina State, last play against Old Dominion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talk about the toll that it could take on you mentally. I think those are some of the things that you're obviously not able to evaluate from a fan perspective, from a statistical perspective. Uh, but it, it was nice to see Louisiana Tech come out, put up 500 yards uh, of total offense. We'll discuss the defense in the second segment. Um, they were not good at all, and that's putting it nicely. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I think the defensive unit has regressed throughout the year. There were some spots during the year where I thought that they had progressed. They've regressed, especially in the secondary. Shifting to basketball uh, in the last week, Louisiana Tech defeats Jackson State 70-68 Friday night. Back that up with a 91-63 win over Jarvis Christian on Monday. Duncan Dogs now 2-1. and one. They'll hit the road Friday night for a road trip, to, or that's tomorrow night, Friday, uh, for a road trip to Natchitoches to take on Northwestern State. First trip that Louisiana Tech has taken to Northwestern since 2014. That's a 7.30 p.m. tip. Um, one quick note, Isaiah Crawford was hurt in the Jarvis Christian game. Uh, looked like a knee injury. His status is unknown at this point. I doubt he plays tomorrow night against Northwestern State, so that will be something that we will continue to monitor at BleedTechBlue.com throughout the uh, next couple of weeks. Lady Texters, they pick up a 95-48 win over LSU Alexandria. Did you hear about that one, Bet? No. They were actually planning to play Central Baptist College okay. on that Friday. Uh, the old switcheroo was made late Thursday night to bring in LSUA uh, due to some COVID issues, apparently. I didn't know that was still a thing, but apparently is. Uh, how about that? The old reschedule, less than 24 hours out. No time to watch the film. Uh, not a whole lot of film went into that one for Brooks Stores. They moved to 2-0. and with that 95-48 win, they'll be on the road tomorrow night at Ole Miss. Uh, that's a 7 p.m. tip-off on the SEC Network. Uh, they'll also host Nickel State Monday night inside the Thomas Assembly Center. Of course, Lady Texas will pick sixth in the preseason in Conference USA. I think they might be uh, a little bit better than that uh, based on what we've seen here in the early going. Um, 
Shocker of the week, there was no conference realignment news. <laughs> Thankfully. I'm not mad. I'm not just, mad at I'm all. just kind of ready to, to let it go. Uh, very glad that we're moving on from that. So, like we said, big show planned for tonight. Coming up in the next segment, we'll continue breaking down Louisiana Tech's 42-32 victory over Charlotte. Coming up at 6.30. The importance of a run game under Skip Holtz. Skip Holtz every year. In August, prior to the opener, he talks about balance. When Skip Holtz's offense aren't balanced, Beck. You got some stats for us? Oh, I got some stats. Right up my alley. The stat guy's been working overtime. Wife thought this. I was putting up Christmas lights today. I was digging You're into on the, the old stat book. Looking at the stats. I got you. Uh, 645, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation will join us uh, to discuss Southern Miss. One and nine Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Uh, they've lost eight in a row. They've now seen... Ten quarterbacks play this year. Frank Gore on their Ju- own team. Yes, Frank Gore Jr. started last week. The running back played quarterback. Did he, did he throw it all? Two of three for thirty-three yards. That's not bad. Uh, he was backed up by a receiver who went four of six for nineteen yards and a pick. Okay, I believe they had also one other running back take a few snaps in the Wildcat. You want to talk about getting the energy a, to play for a game. Can you imagine going out, jogging out there when you don't even have a quarterback? They also have uh, one former student coach that joined the team midseason that's seen a few snaps this year. Okay. It's been a year down in Hattiesburg for Will Hull. We'll talk with Heath Hinton about that. And of course, 7 o'clock, uh, we'll discuss some Dunkin' Dogs basketball. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back talking La Tech, talking Charlotte. The Hogs are 3-7. and seven. There's not a whole lot to complain about tonight. You're listening to... Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Four years can pass quicker than the blink of an eye. That's how we feel about our seniors on the Louisiana Tech football team. Please join us at 7 p.m. on November 19th as we host Southern Miss. Our seniors have given us all they had, and we would like to support them as we read out the stadium presented by Century Next Bank. Contact the ticket office at 318-257-3631 or visit latechsports.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. 
don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Well, real quick on the text line, Brett chimes in, says, with how good Tech's O-line play was, old Dustin Dickerson could have looked like a decent pitcher. I mean quarterback. I mean shortstop. Can we call him a good friend of the program? Has Dusty Dickerson replaced Jack Abraham? I don't know, but I may buy season tickets to Southern Miss games and just go yell at Hold Dusty on, you, all year I saw, long. I saw how you low-keyed slipped that in. Are we now referring to him to as Dusty? Yes, we're going with Dusty. I don't think he was, deserves to be called <laughs> Dustin. Good pitcher, though. Even better closer. I saw uh, somebody tweeted the the live game update yes. the other day from when Southern Dusty Miss. Went when, in the game. when Dusty from Southern Miss when the old Dusty went in the game. Yeah, Dusty I had a rough weekend, not gonna lie. That was uh that was tough for old Mr. Dickerson here in Yeah, Austin. old Dusty, uh if you're listening, who's your daddy? <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Who's your daddy? <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> uh Louisiana Tech forty two, Charlotte thirty two. Bulldogs get off the snide when their first game since September the twenty fifth, which was a twenty four seventeen Victory over North Texas, ironically enough, uh, that was actually the last game that Aaron Allen had started for the yeah. Bulldogs at quarterback. Bulldogs now 2-0 and with Allen as the starter, 1-6 and with Austin Kendall, 0-1 and with J.D. Head. Uh, you have read me those stats at the beginning of the year. Well, that I actually been... had a good friend of the program, Chris, that texted me, I think it was the, after the first play of the Mississippi State game where Austin Kendall threw the interception so we need and said, Allen. this is going to be a long year. And I was like, Pfft. He nailed hey, it. Turns out, old buddy Chris pretty smart. I think he went to law school. Shout out to uh, let's law just call Chris. him Christopher for that kind of comment after the first play of the season. Good lord, Aaron Allen, twenty-one of twenty-seven, three hundred twenty-four yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Looks like Allen will make his seventh career start tomorrow night against Southern Miss. We mentioned Marcus Williams, four touchdowns, first time the Louisiana Tech player had. Gobbled their way into the end zone. Gobbled in this beautiful November with Thanksgiving around the corner. Their way into the end zone since 2015. I want to give a shout out to that offensive line, man. They've the last two weeks, and listen, they've been up and down throughout the year. Really struggled in the middle portion of the year. UTEP, UTSA had some issues against ODU as well. They don't allow a sack. 180 yards rushing. You look at the last two weeks. Really, the only thing that's changed. Chris Fournier has moved from right tackle to left tackle. Dakota White's been inserted into the right tackle spot. And uh, Dave DeGuglielmo earning the big bucks. DeGuglielmo. DeGuglielmo, Coach Goose, doing a good job. I hate that it took nine games for the O-line to gel. but uh, Again, how much of this was just Charlotte being atrocious? Uh, they did have a real little O-line. A real I, little? You would have been the nose tackle. Hmm. If you get my drift. like They're pretty small. Tech pushed them around up front. Um, they really did push them around up front. Will the people on the text line, of course, you can get us 888-993-7762, said, did what happened at the end of the NC State game overshadow the fact that Aaron Allen has improved as a quarterback? It's a good question. It is a very good Remind question. our listeners what happened at the end of the NC State game. Uh, Aaron Allen's inserted uh, after Austin Kendall left due to injury. And after uh, the old skipper... Uh, refused to call a timeout. Fumbled the timeout, if you will. And Allen let the clock run from about, I believe it was 38 seconds all the way down to 11. So put Louisiana Tech in basically a no-win situation. But like Will the People said, 
Uh, and we had a call on the post-game show. I think Joe Sloan, the quarterback coach, deserves a lot of credit as well. You look at what Aaron Allen has progressed into. I think at this point in the year he's thrown 51 passes. I think he's completing 77%. We saw J.D. Head a couple weeks ago at UAB. His first career start, total 200 yards, three touchdowns as well. Austin Kendall. Um, I think especially when Kendall was healthy at the beginning of the year, I thought he was really good. How about this stat? You know I'm a stat guy. I know it. With Aaron Allen and J.D. Head starting at quarterback this year, Tech's averaging 34.6 points per game offensively. Oof. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but look who you've, who you've played. Uh, UAB's a top 25 defense, and they put 38 on them. All right. You got me there? Yeah, I know there. I did. Wear it. But uh, I, I do think Allen's improved. Is he the answer going forward? I'm not ready to say that. He's got a chance to prove himself further tomorrow well, night. The, the other, call me a No, this say is it. probably not a good fan. Let it rip. No, let it rip. I'm just going to tell you. I'm happy that Aaron Allen played well. Yes. But if I'm being totally honest, I kind of rolled – my eyes, it was like, oh, here we go again with the quarterback battle. I have you know what I'm saying? Thought. I kind of love a shut door, and the door was pretty well shut, in my opinion. I agree. Now, had J.D. not tried to truck stick a guy against North Texas, against North Texas, then maybe we don't see Allen that much. It's a fair point. Had That's J.D. A eaten point. a cheeseburger or two in the offseason, maybe he wouldn't have hurt his shoulder. It's a fair point. I'm just saying, Ben. It does, in a sense. Some of these, what we call business decisions, they matter. You hear coaches talk about it. They were ripping Teddy Bridgewater this week for for not, he threw a pick or whatever, not trying to, it's like, hey, that's a business decision. You want to talk about getting knocked out of a game and not having a chance to play for a while? You uh, try to lower your shoulder on a defensive back. Doesn't work. Just doesn't work. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm Listen, glad you're glad I brought it up, man. When you look ahead to the spring, especially if Allen plays well against Southern Miss, I think a lot of his thoughts. Skip's going to roll out J.D. and Aaron <laughs> Allen. First game of the 2022 season. We all see it coming from a mile away. Musical gonna, chairs he's year gonna, three. He's going <laughs> to give us the old lip service all offseason and say both guys are competing, okay? Seen a lot of really good things. J.D.'s having a good practice. Aaron's having a good practice. We're just going to see what's going to happen. Then, oh, what? Luke Anthony's also healthy <laughs> for his seventeenth season in the in college. <laughs> Skip is like ah. Between that and kicking field goals, he's gonna he's gonna have it. He's gonna he's gonna lose his mind. Musical chairs at the quarterback position. Can't wait. <laughs> I do agree with you on that point. Uh. Uh, how about this? What if Allen goes 300 yards, two touchdowns tomorrow night? 300 yards, two touchdowns against Rice. JD's is he the clear starter entering spring practice no. next year? No. I got no reason for that. You got I a just, lot of anxiety in here right now. I just, now. Well, you you love. I, if you got three chairs. quarterbacks, you don't have one. Am I right, Taves? You know, you know the answer to this question is yes. You did. It is. There ain't no doubt. My answer is yes. I know. I, I I still do not believe, and I'll be honest. As well as Aaron Allen played, I don't believe Aaron Allen's a bust. But I also don't believe Aaron Allen is the Here's future the of this program. If Aaron Allen starts in Game One of 2022, the the rest of our dang team better be pretty freaking solid. If you want to win a bunch of games, Allen could probably get you seven, eight wins if the rest of your team is top notch. 
So like twelve all CUSA guys. Yeah, just I just need twelve <laughs> on each side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I mean, he's he can get you there. He's not going to hurt you that bad. He's got to have a strong supporting. Got to have the strong. There's a couple of guys in the NFL that are just only as good as the rest of the it's team. It's who they are. Hey, you got guys that are as good as the rest of the team, and you got guys that make make a difference. Little side note. Uh, did you see the Southern Miss depth chart this week? No, I, that's one of the things I did not just <laughs> read this week, Ben. Uh, Allen could start for both teams tomorrow night. They did not list the quarterback as a position on. The so what? Depth what's chart. their? Give me like their the rundown of what's happened. At, top we got two, injuries. Or? Top two quarterbacks: Trey Low, West Virginia transfer, injured after two games. Like Ty how Ke- bad is he? Not coming out back? for the year. Yeah, out for the year. Ty Key started the next three games, I believe. He went out for the year. They then went to a freshman, true freshman walk-on, Jake Lang. Oh, my God. Uh, he started five games, I believe. And then prior to the UTSA game, Lang wasn't injured. He just quit. No, he's still oh. on the roster. Just not getting any PT. <laughs> went to the old running back. Didn't play bad. I think he had five touchdowns, six interceptions. Well, how do you do that? Uh, listen, if you ever heard Will Hull, uh, you could understand. He's a little country boy from Mississippi. How do you have a QB... And then just not play him. They also have a. Tra- That's got to be a Ben. Can you imagine? That's got to be a, a. They also have the old confidence killer. They also have the old former student coach as well. Uh, what was the other school? That they did also that? have a South tra- Carolina. Who yes, did that? South Carolina. They also have a transfer from Louisville that they're choosing not to play as well. Uh, they're just going with quarterbacks and uh, I mean running backs and receivers and defensive backs and punters playing the quarterback. God, can you imagine that poor kid? His friends oh, he's probably like, so sad. He's like, "Are you uh, you, you getting any playing time?" He's like, "No, you, you're hurt. No, uh, aren't you play quarterback? Yeah, they don't, they don't have any quarterbacks. They have a running back. Play? Yeah, It'd be pretty rough. Ah, be tough to go to sleep at night knowing that the old. How do you like taking snaps in practice as the backup quarterback to a guy that's not even playing quarterback? Exactly. All right, let's address the elephant in the room. Yes, Tech won 42-32 over Charlotte. The defense was so bad. I mean, they made two goal line stops early in the game. Khalil Ladler had a nice interception at the one uh, to start the game on the first drive. Had a goal line stand, I believe, on Charlotte's second drive. From that point forward, which I guess both of those drives... Hey, you want a hot take? Tech gave up a substantial amount of yardage. What? I, in college football, specifically, I'll even go deeper, in, in Conference USA, I I have a hard time. I think 90% of interceptions should not be credited to how good the defense played. It should be how bad I just, the quarterback yes, throw was. Or, like, the tips are – I mean, how many interceptions have you seen this year where, like, dang, that was just a good play on the ball? It's a good point. Ladler's was an impressive play. It was a nice play. I'm just saying, Ben. Uh, There's point. a lot of times when it's like, man, you were just standing right Listen there. And congrats, thing. you caught a football. This defense gave up 548 yards. 448 yards through the air. Particularly on third in the third and fourth quarter. The secondary... Listen, I, first off, I thought the front seven played well. You only allowed 100 yards rushing. The defensive line had like something like 27 quarterback pressures in this game. Chris Reynolds had pressure in his face throughout the evening. If I see one more seam route down the middle of the field by this little receiver named Pearson, I might lose my you-know-what. Pearson entered the game with three catches on the year for 20-some-odd yards. He goes six for 150 and two touchdowns. Beck, this wasn't any type of scheme. 
This was four verticals on third and 19, and he's wide open down the center of the field. Wide freaking open. Had a fourth and 19 from their own 20, and they went for 46. There's no film on that guy. We weren't ready. We weren't ready, man. (laughs) But, good Lord, cover the seam route. Like, the the secondary's just not getting any better. It's a major concern. It's two years now. It's two years. Should we get Diaco back? Bob, come back. I know you wouldn't give me and Beck dap after the eyeball, but if you're listening. Yeah, he wouldn't give us dap tapes. He'd already taken the Purdue job. He didn't care nothing about a tech logo. But he don't worry. Had his sweatpants tucked into his hoodie. Good night. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. I want to talk about the run game in the next segment. I did about five minutes of research on this, so I'll need you all to listen up in the next segment. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience Uncommon Banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, DQ fans, craving the ultimate flavor experience? Well, look no further than the new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's a symphony for those taste buds, made with rich fudge pieces, salted toffee, and caramel. It's blended to treat-tastic perfection with our world-famous soft serve. Try our new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Get your edge on local and regional sports with The Edge on Sports Talk Radio. Jim Taylor Fort Lincoln brings you the 7 to 8 a.m. hour Monday through Friday. It's local regional sports talk with an edge on Sports Talk Radio. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Wow. Got some pregame coverage on in here of the Patriots and the Falcons, and my gosh, Mac Jones' comb-over looks exceptional pregame. What do you think happens tonight? Uh, this has been a weird year the past. Patriots are winning this football game, but I hope they throw it to Kyle Pitts. All right. Talking about last week, of course, Charlotte. Of Tech course. Wins. You run for 180 yards. So I was like, you know what? We, we talk a lot about the ability to run the football and how that can lead to wins and losses. 
So I went back to 2014, okay? Uh, obviously, the Skip Holtz era started in 2013. Uh, that 2013 team uh, left a lot to be desired. Right, right. Uh, not very good. It seems like so long ago. Had been a minute, yes. Yeah. Was that our senior year of college? Yes. I, I believe you graduated yeah. that year. The only November graduation. Yeah, I had I think to take you had to wait another. Don't you a year older than me? Yes, I am. Okay, just uh, check it. Yeah, you're a little quicker than I was, but... Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure employers don't stack us up on a totem pole and see <laughs> how smart you were compared to me, all right? Yeah, you're right. All right. 2014. In wins, Tech went 9-5 and five in 2014. In wins, they rushed for 166 yards a game. Losses, 119 yards a game. Ooh. 2015, the Jeff Driscoll year. In wins... 179 yards a game on the ground. Losses, 117 yards a game. Is this Kenneth Dixon there? Uh, yes, the 14 and 15. 2016, this is Jared Kraft, Ryan Higgins, Carlos Henderson, Trent Taylor. Boston Scott? Yeah, getting a little, toting the rock a little bit behind Jared Kraft. Okay. Uh, in wins, they rushed for 183 yards a game. Hmm. Losses, only 94 yards Ooh. a game. 2017, Jamar's first year as a quarterback. This is the year Boston Scott rushed for over a thousand yards. To be quite honest, this team ran the football extremely well throughout the year. Wins 195 yards a game. Losses still ran for 147. 2018. Uh, this is the year that I thought Jamar should have progressed. Uh, he did not. Uh, wins 148 yards rushing per game. Losses 101 yards per game. Okay. 2019. Tech went 10 and 3. Wins, 195 yards a game. Oh, Hendy. Our boy Hendy. Hmm. Losses, only 79 yards rushing per game. 2020. That offensive line was uh, terrible. Yep. Wins, 134 yards a game. <laughs> Pretty terrible in yep. itself. Uh, but the losses, they only rushed for 64 yards Jeez. a game. 2021, where we are now, 3-7. and seven. Wins, rushing for 151 yards a game. Uh, that includes a 78-yard performance against North Texas. Uh, so you can tell uh, the wins over Southeastern and Charlotte was a substantial nights on the ground. Losses, only 105 yards per game. Since 2014, Tech is only 8-18 and 18 when they rush for less than 100 yards in a football game. Two of those wins came against UTSA when UTSA was downright awful. Mm-hmm. Rice in 2015 when they were terrible. Rice in 2019 when they were terrible. The best team that Tech has beaten with under 100 yards on the ground would be a season ago when they beat UAB in double overtime. Hmm. I know we talk a lot about Skip Holtz and his play call and this and that and the other. And I was talking to some Tech fans this past week or this week, and it's Skip needs to do this, Skip needs to do this, blah, 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 year nine, how can you not develop a quarterback, how do you not have an O-line, blah, blah, blah. We get it. The bottom line is this. Schematically, I think we can bang on Skip 
for his inability to adjust, inability to scheme, whatever you want to call it, and win football games when an opponent takes away the run game. I agree with that. On the flip side of that, when his offenses run the football effectively, and we've had some really good running backs over the years, whether it's Kenneth Dixon, Jared Kraft, Boston Scott, Jaquees Dancy had a solid year, Justin Henderson was good in 2019, uh, and then, of course, Marcus Williams having a solid year in 2021. When they can run the football effectively, it's an offense that can put up points. Am I wrong? No. Now, I think when you look at 2020 and 2021, the struggles on the offensive line is a direct result of missing at an absurd rate on the recruiting trail. Blame it on the head coach, blame it on the O-line coach, whatever you want to blame it on. The O-line coach has since moved on, Robert McFarlane. So Skip at least attempted to fix it. But, I, I just, I don't know, when you look at statistics like this, and listen, stats don't tell the whole story. I think you'll be the first one to tell me mm-hmm. that. As much as of a stat Nazi as I am, stats don't necessarily mean everything. But this offense is successful when they run the football first, set up the passing game off of it. From 2017 to 2019, Jamar Smith was not a quarterback where you could sit back and throw 40, 45 times a game and he'd pick a defense apart. I don't think Austin Kendall's the type quarterback that can do that. I don't think Aaron Allen's the type kid. I don't think J.D. Head is either, at least at this point in his career. I don't think we've seen enough live action from him. Ryan Higgins, listen, Ryan Higgins had Carlos Henderson and Trent Taylor. Mm -hmm. You and I might could have played quarterback. Jeff Driscoll, I think his career speaks for himself. He could run, too. Yes, he can move around a little bit. He's been in the NFL six years now. Cody Sokol. uh, Cody Sokol had the benefit of playing with that Manny Diaz defense. I think they led the... Country and turnovers forced. Cody Sokol was a tough son of a gun. And Kenneth Dixon was one of the best running backs in NCAA history. I think in the past few years, particularly speaking on the offensive side of the ball, 2019, 2020, 2021, this isn't an offense that has had a lot of players go on to play in the NFL. Call it a concern, whatever, that's fine. I wouldn't necessarily disagree. The bottom line is, regardless of talent, if Louisiana Tech can run the football and skip Holtz's scheme offensively, they can be successful. It took, I think most people feel this way, it took nine games for this unit to figure it out here in 2021. Yeah, I'm not even convinced that they did. I mean, I think they had a good game, but it... They ran it well against UAB. Should it take nine games to figure out your offensive line? I don't know. You're breaking in three or four transfers up front. It's tough to say. Well, I would say that was what was disappointing. I think in the beginning of the year, we thought we had four running backs that could all see time, and that would be good. That hasn't been the case. Nope. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just wonder. And, and listen, we had the text on the text on, does Gooch come back for year two? I don't know if he does. 
I mean, on the surface, it appears like he's enjoying his time in Ruston. Coaches are pretty good at you know what to the public, even though they might be unhappy behind the scenes. But I do think that you look at a lot of the turnover, the one spot that they need to have some consistency from a coaching perspective is up front on the offensive line. At the G5 level, it's the most difficult position to recruit. Everybody and their mom wants to sign offensive linemen, and they want to sign 27 of them. Tech has to become more consistent on the recruiting trail on the offensive line. They have to run the football effectively year in, year out, if they want to reach some of these high-flying, you know, upper echelon in terms of points per game, statistical categories, total offense. Um, I think I was looking at back, and you know, you talk about the boring brand of football. Mm-hmm. That 2019 team with Justin Henderson, they scored like 47 points a game at home. I mean, I don't know if it was as pleasing to the eye as we would like for it to be. But the bottom line is they scored a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. And it came from a consistent run game. And, and and this is for Skip Holtz, too. I don't care if you can't run the ball against UTEP or UTSA or whoever. You have to stick to the run. And if one style of run game doesn't work, you have to get to the next one. Because we've seen in the past two weeks, there's been a ton of 11 personnel. There's been 12 personnel. There's been two tight ends on the field. There's been extra alignment on the field. We've seen some I formation against UAB. We've seen uh, some fullback carries. You know, we've seen downhill run game. We've seen zone run game. We've seen... Uh, you know, we've seen we've seen pistol. We've we've seen it all, and it's like my question is why why does it take nine games to do that? Like it can't take that long when you like it ain't rocket science that I went and figured this out. <laughs> Skip Holt should have this in his filing cabinet, right? Or hire a stat guy. I'll do it for cheap. But you got to run the football effectively for this offense to succeed. And you can't throw in the towel on the run game when you do have some rough games that aren't necessarily all that pleasing. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, will join us. Louisiana Tech hosting Southern Miss tomorrow night inside Joe I. Stadium. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. 
Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. Motors in Arcadia. Have a relative or friend that is a senior citizen in Lincoln Parish? The Lincoln Parish Sheriff's Department has a How Are You Telephone Call program designed to assist in helping with care for senior citizens in Lincoln Parish. Participants will be called each morning to check and see if they're okay. If no one answers, an emergency contact person will be notified. And if there is no positive response, a deputy will be dispatched to check on his or her safety. Interested in participating in this free program? Contact Deputy Matty Houston at 251-6447. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor. Now join us on the hotline. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Heath, thanks for taking some time to join us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, I, I guess let's jump right into things. Obviously, uh, 2020 was a difficult year for Southern Miss. Jay Hobson out. Scotty Walden spent some time as the head coach as well. But ultimately, it led to Will Hall being hired as the new head coach in Hattiesburg. Deep ties to the state of Mississippi. Going back to that time, did you think this was the right hire for the Southern Miss program and what they needed at that time? I do. I, I do. I still think, I think he is. I think it's just been some crazy situations this year for Southern Miss. If you thought last year was nuts, this year has been uh, right there among the craziest of all time, too. Um, yeah, I think he's the right hire. I think the guy that knows the state inside out recruiting-wise, as bad as the season has been, they're still number two in the conference in recruiting. So he's doing a good job there. Uh, yeah, he's the right guy. He's going to get going. And look, what they did last week, keep it close with UTSA and uh, go down there and give them all they wanted more, that was a heck of a job coaching oh, uh, uh, by the coaching staff at Southern Miss. And, so, yeah, I think he's the right guy for the job. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to go next. You know, obviously you get into a season, and like you said, and we'll get to the quarterback situation here in a minute, but you're 1-9, and nine, I believe you lost, or I guess 1-8 and eight going into that UTSA game. You lost seven in a row. Uh, everybody's talking about where's this program at, this and that and the other. But it was pretty clear, regardless of everything that's going on, this pro, or these guys on this team, while they might lack talent in some areas, they're still giving it their all each and every Saturday. Oh, absolutely. They're playing their, their hearts out. And look, when you only got 62 scholarship players, uh, right now is what they have. I mean, it's tough sledding at this point. Yeah, they're giving it everything they got. Is Southern Miss deficient in areas? Absolutely. And they'll address that with recruiting. And, and with the transfer portal, it kind of changes the uh, dynamics of recruiting and how much a team can change within a year. Because you can get those guys that can come in and play immediately and you don't have to, you know, uh, redshirt them or, or try to try to beef them up in a year. But, yeah, 
the kids haven't stopped playing with everything that's happened to them, as you just alluded right there. Southern Miss has had ten guys play quarterback this year. Ten. <laughs> just think of that, and those guys are still out there giving it. I think it's a testament to the coaching staff and everybody. It has been a wild year. And talking about the quarterback position, obviously Trey Lowe started the year as the starter transfer from West Virginia. I know Ty Key's got an opportunity as well, a true freshman from Taylorsville, Mississippi, who holds a lot of high school state records in the state of Mississippi before he went down with injury. Um, just kind of take our listeners through the quarterback position and kind of what led them to this point to where Ultimately, they decided to try to slow the game down, in a sense, and play Frank Gore Jr. at the quarterback position. Well, I mean, uh, they had gotten to where they were playing their seventh and eighth quarterback. Uh, after everybody was injured, they, it's just been an insane year when it comes to injuries at the quarterback position. You, you end up having a, a freshman walk-on playing, and then you're asking a graduate student, a graduate coaching, a graduate coach, I guess you would say, or a uh, student coach to uh, don the quarterback gear. It was just the point now they were dropping snaps. So Coach Hall said, you know what, guys, let's just go back with the old single wing and uh, we'll get man on the outside. And, you know, if you watch that uh, UTSA game, Frank Gore throws a beautiful deep ball, believe it or not. A couple of drops should have been touchdowns. Um it's really simple, as he said in his presser the other day. You know, this isn't this isn't chess. I mean, checkers. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. This isn't chess. This is checkers. It's real simple. You got uh, more guys in the box to block, and you're one on one on the outside, and you hope you can beat those guys deep and throw a deep ball. It's what you see in high school football, especially in the uh, smaller school division. You see it every week, and that's what they're doing. And it. it Worked pretty well for him last week. Kept him in the game. Has it surprised you with how successful Frank Gore Jr. has been, I guess, this early in his career? No, because if you know the kid, he's just a great kid. I mean, he's a great kid. You talk to him, it's yes or no, sir. He is, uh, he's, his work ethic is beyond reproach. Uh, players love him. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that if you play with him, you ask every player. They love playing with him. They love playing. It's just he's very infectious. So it's more Frank Gore Jr. is more than just, you know, a good player. He's a good person. He's a good leader on the team, and you see it week in and week out. No, you're not surprised at all, especially when you look at the stop where he came from. Um, he's, he's, he's pretty sharp, and he's everything you could ask for and more. Defensively, as difficult as things have been uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it would have been uh, pretty easy for those guys to kind of close up shop and kind of fold their tents up. But this is a defense ranked in the top half in the country in total defense and points per game. Uh, talk a little bit about what they've done uh, to continue to play at really a high level uh, with you look at some of the situations they've been put in. I think uh, Austin Armstrong, defensive coordinator at Southern, has done a great job. Look, they've had a couple of games that got away from them, but really this defense has been good all year. Uh, they play a really good defense. Sometimes they uh, they end up giving up the big play, but they're really good against the run. Um, it's just a team, that, once again, a defense that hasn't quit. They haven't quit. You know, when you start getting into a season where you're 1-8, and eight, 
one and seven. Sometimes that defense will lag off because kids are just they don't they're tired of just you know fighting uphill. Not these kids; they're playing their hearts out, and that's been the that's been the really strong point of this football team this year has been the defense and how well they played and how well they played on the inside. Looking ahead to this week, obviously Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, set for a. Uh, a little unorthodox Friday night kick here in Ruston, 7 p.m. tomorrow night on CBS Sports Network. Uh, from Southern Miss point of view, offensively, I, I would imagine it's going to be uh, a ground-and-pound type of offensive attack. But defensively, uh, in order to sl- slow Louisiana Tech down and, and keep their team in the game, what must the Golden Eagles do? They just got to stop the run and... Uh... You know, get LaTeX in third and long and uh, blitz them and hopefully get after the quarterback. I think if they can do that, they can slow them down. And I think a lot of it has to do with the offense. The offense, if they can do like they did against UTSA, hold on to the ball and give that defense time to uh, recuperate and not be on the field as long. I think the offense has just as much to stay with the defense does, especially in a game like this and anything. So I think uh, get ready tomorrow to go see like an old-school football game where Southern Miss is going to take all 40 seconds of the clock, mm-hmm. and uh, they may get a delay here or there. But uh, it's going to be a slowed-down football game as far as, you know, the clock usage. I think it'll be a game that may not go three hours, but it's old-fashioned football. I think you're going to see it tomorrow. I think Southern Miss defense is just going to continue to do what they do and uh, try to get you in third and long, get after the quarterback. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Obviously, a lot's been made of conference realignment. Southern Miss makes the announcement a few weeks ago they're headed to the Sun Belt. What are some of the benefits that you see for the Southern Miss program and what Southern Miss programs and what was so appealing to Jeremy McLean and his staff upon deciding to make this move? Well, one thing is travel. You look at Conference USA, there was two schools within 450 miles of Southern Miss. Uh, now there's five schools within 450 miles of Southern Miss. You don't have to travel all the way to the El, pa- to El Paso, Texas, and all the way down to Miami, Florida to play conference games anymore. Uh, the TV deal was better. I think you Southern Miss, you look at it, we've seen conference USA where the uh, TV deal was much better than it is now, and the money was there, and if you're Southern Miss, you had to make that jump because it's more of a regional conference. You're going to be able to get better crowds because the schools are closer. And as I said, the biggest thing is the non-revenue sports is the cost of travel. When you can bus and don't have to fly for those non-revenue sports, that's going to save you a whole lot of money, maybe upwards of a million dollars a year. So I think that was the big deal. And, look, it's you guys, we've been in Conference USA a long time and seen the ups and downs, and I think Southern Miss just tried to want a new start, too. Good stuff this evening, Heath. If any of our listeners want to follow some of the work you guys do online with Big Gold Nation, I know you guys do a tremendous job. Where can they find that at? You can go to uh, southernmiss.rivals.com. Check us out there or at Big Gold Nation. We're always updating Twitter or at BG and Heath Hinton or at uh, Trevor Ritchie. Uh, You can always uh, find out what's going on with Big Gold Nation. Always a lot of fun. And, uh, man, come join us. Have a lot of fun. Talk some Southern Miss football and Hopefully we'll have a fun game tomorrow. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Heath. You're the man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed evening. Heath Hinton, big old nation. Beck, how about this? Uh, 1-9 Southern Miss. They've played 10 different quarterbacks. Worst offense in the country, uh, averaging only 245 yards a game. 
only averaging 14 points per game. Get this stat, though. Since firing Jeff Bauer 14 years ago, which a lot of people like to make the Skip Holtz to Jeff Bauer comparison as far as uh, runs a clean program, wins a bunch of games, doesn't necessarily get you to that quote-unquote next level. They let Jeff Bauer go 14 years ago. Southern Miss in the 14 years since. 68-94 on the gridiron. They've been through five head coaches. They've won three games or less five times after only doing so three times in the previous 70 years. Oh, my gosh. It's a hit-or-miss world, boys. It's a hit-or-miss hey, world good, in college that's athletics. That's a good thing for Tech fans to hear is be careful what you wish for. It's tough. They've had an 0-12 year. Uh, they're staring at 1-11 in the face in 2021. And, and, you know, all this conference realignment stuff is so wild, but – uh, you talk about apathy w- within different collegiate programs across the country, and uh, I-, I don't think if, if as we're sitting here as two guys that cover Louisiana Tech, I don't think we're going to sit here and say the new conference USA is quote unquote this good or that good. I-, I don't think you can say that. But I thought it was interesting. I saw a number of tweets from Southern Miss fans, and they were like, "Why not go to the Sun Belt? We can't compete in Conference <laughs> USA anyways." And I hate to tell them, but I think the Sun Belt's probably a step up from where you are in Conference USA right now. But it is interesting to hear some of the fan perspective. And, you know, they've been so bad at football for a number of years. They've been so bad at basketball uh, for, I guess, since Donnie Tindall left five or six, seven years ago now. And it's interesting times in Hattiesburg. I think that, you know, you look at the two programs, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss, they're real similar programs from a budget perspective, uh, from an attendance perspective, from an investment perspective. Uh, be interested to see if the Golden Eagles can get things going under Will Hall in the years to come. I also mention this. This is a rivalry that dates back to 1935. Louisiana Tech won the first game in this series in 1935-27-0. Southern Miss leads the all-time series 35-17. But with a win tomorrow night, this would be the first time that Louisiana Tech has ever beaten Southern Miss three straight times. Ooh. If only it would have started with Jack Abraham and ended with Dusty Dickerson, (laughs) Louisiana Tech fans could have slept well. For at least one cold Friday night in Ruston, Louisiana. Of course, I want to thank Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, for joining us. Go ahead, take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Rustin. 
Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience Uncommon Banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, craving the ultimate flavor experience? Well, look no further than the new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's a symphony for those taste buds, made with rich fudge pieces, salted toffee, and caramel. It's blended to treat-tastic perfection with our world-famous soft serve. Try our new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Will the People chimes in. Donnie Tyndall, the king of designated test takers. When your biggest selling point to recruits is that they'll never have to go to class, you know you might have issues. They have found that out. In the years since. Oh, Chuck chimes in. You can spin it however you want about conference realignment. Nobody wants to deal with obnoxious tech fans. Appreciate it, Chuck. It's ironic that you sent the same text two weeks ago. But hey, maybe you hate tech fans, Chuck. That's all right. We love some competitive spirit right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, Before we get into some Dunkin' Dogs action, I'm trying to get the... uh, Dunkin' Dogs matchup pulled up here with the Northwestern State Demons. As the Bulldogs travel to Prather Coliseum tomorrow night. It's a Friday night action down in Natchitoches. Beck, have you ever been to that Sonic in Natchitoches where you can eat inside of it? No, I haven't. Used to be one of my faves as a kid. Well. Have you ever? Oh, i got to tell you this. One year, we went down to... Northwestern State in Natchitoches mm-hmm. for a uh, mm-hmm. non-conference midweek baseball matchup. Uh, a little unique setup down there in Natchitoches. Got the old turf infield, grass outfield. Okay, that's uh, you, interesting. Yeah, it's it's a little different, uh, but you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it's the old outfield fence caught on fire. No, during the yeah, game. Uh, as we were driving up. Oh, okay. I had a little cancellation. Had to drive on back to work. Not oh, a fun drive. The game. Obviously, the fence was on fire. I mean, like, how bad was it on fire? Uh, like, you needed to call the old uh, fire department. Maybe two or three Who trucks. Who set it on fire? I don't know. 
Don't know if they heard BC was coming in or uh, they heard that. One of your pitches sailed out there, huh? Is that what happened? That's what I was about to the say. Old, the whole 84-mile-an-hour fastball got out there and just lit the fence on fire. The whole 84-mile-an-hour heater got uh, taken Yahtzee, and uh, <laughs> BC had the old game canceled. But, man, but, you got to hate that as an athlete. You're getting psyched up to play, and then it's like, oh, we're not playing. Why not? The old yeah. fence caught on fire. It's like. Got to love the demons. Though. didn't Co- expect that one. Coached by a former Bulldog, Mike McConathy. Been there 22 years in that. Oh, Coach McConathy. You know the McConathy boys. Yeah, I do. Good buddies with both his sons. They could shoot the pill a little they bit. They could. They could. Uh, yeah, well, I believe the the older one, I can't remember, he was on SportsCenter one night. You know, Michael, he's about five foot two. Yeah, could hit a J, though. Could hit a J, and he was on uh, top ESPN's top play, like number three or something like that. His and, claim to fame. Yeah, he had this, like, Really long afro hair and did like a behind the back pass in the lane, and the guy dunked it or whatever. And we'd always be like, Oh, you know, you're such a superstar, or whatever. He's like, Oh, it's a down day in sports, a little Tuesday night, well, Tuesday night action <laughs> on top down sports day center. in sports. Hey, can't blame him for that one. So, you look at Louisiana Tech two and one overall. Uh, you look at some of the early statistical leaders for the Bulldogs. Kenneth Lofton Jr. actually had his first double double of the year against. Jarvis Christian the other night, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Lofton leading the Bulldogs, 12 points, 9 rebounds. One assist, one block, one steal per evening. Needs to work on the old free throw percentage, only at 40, 54%. Okay. Uh, could, could use some work in that. Remember when we were going to have our free throw contest? I think this is the year to do it. And we still own. Yeah, I think we need to because uh, not going to be much football to talk about. Not, that's a good point. we got to drum no up bowl games. material. No, no bowl games. Which... Have you reserved your hospital bed for uh, no bowl game this year? Said they're out, COVID. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Uh, Keiston Willis, incarnate word, transfer, 12 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, shooting 42% from the three-point line. Mention Isaiah Crawford leaves the Jarvis Christian game with an injury uh, after averaging 11 points, five rebounds here in the early going. Hopefully, Crawford's going to be all right. Tech definitely needs him come conference play uh, if they're going to make a run at their first NCAA tournament berth since 1991. You know what else happened in 1991? Tell me. B- I was born. BC was born. I was born, too. Oh, you just had your 30th birthday, the by the way. How was it? It was great. I was I was hunting in Oklahoma. Oh. Can't beat it. The wife gets you any presents. Yeah, she made. Uh, she got me a nice little pullover, and then uh, okay. pull up or pull over. Pull over. Okay. And then okay. had some uh, good friends write write some. Uh, I, I wrote you a letter. I appreciate that, BC. Yeah. Got all got all emotional in it. I was, I Did you the, tear up a little? I bit. I can see your teardrops on the paper. I yeah, it was, couldn't believe my boy was thirty. Yeah. Oh, I hit the big. Uh, all my friends are older than me, so it's uh, they are. You learn that you're one of those guys the that last, you're kind of just always standing there, just always standing there, just looking at my older <laughs> friends. You know? <laughs> oh, I love it. Amari yeah. Archibald averaging nine points, shooting forty four percent from three. David Green, Hofstra transfer, playing well, uh, eight points per game. I think the big surprise early on, Kenny Hunter, freshman out of Shreveport, Huntington, six points, five rebounds. 13 minutes a game. He'll be a big key for the Bulldogs going forward in the front court. How about this nugget? Northwestern State, leading scorer. Okay, they lost 95-48 at SMU 
on Monday night. Uh, tough loss for the Demons. But Kendall Coleman from Shreve, Captain Shreve High School in Shreveport averaging 20 points and 7 rebounds in the early going. Um, I guess you're a bigger Shreve fan than you are Calvary. Yeah, bigger everything fan than Calvary. Bigger Southern Miss fan. Bigger Dusty Dickerson fan than oh! Calvary. Oh, no! <laughs> Yeah! Wow, you've lost all respect. No, that's just that's just with tell Brett you. for <laughs> liking Dusty Dickerson. I like him more than Calvary. I promise you that. Wow, Will the People says most interesting game this weekend might be the Lady Texers game Friday night. Nine new players for Brookstore squad might find out exactly what they have at Ole Miss. I believe there's an Ole Miss team that finished like top ten in the country in recruiting this past year. Uh, if the Lady Textures can go compete in Oxford, I think I'd be satisfied with that. How about this Friday night in Tech Athletics? You ready, Beck? Tell me. Lady Textures on the road at Ole Miss. Duncan Dogs on the road, Northwestern State. Okay. All right. Gridiron Dogs at home against Southern Miss. Big rivalry matchup. Mm. Three and seven gets one and nine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a whole lot of luster. I think, to I think it. both teams will just be glad to get out, you know. You think- without without a without a loss for both teams, that's what I think. Oh, you want to tie? No, I'm saying no show. <laughs> no, I just you just the can't year decide. we had. I feel like both teams could potentially walk out with an L. Uh, I, I got a question for you. You mentioned earlier in the show about Aaron Allen playing so well and how it, it could lead to maybe some some beliefs that aren't necessarily true. If okay. he played well the remainder of the way. If Tech closes out the 2021 season with three consecutive wins to finish 5-7, and seven, do you think it could create a little bit of fool's gold when it comes to the belief at how good this football team really was? No. You don't think people no. will say we just we're had playing some, some bad really, luck. really terrible teams to end the season. So you think I it, mean, bottom three. Fair. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, Rice you still beat UAB. Lost to U, you st- Rice beat UAB? Yes. How about that? Was Rice good? About three weeks ago. Uh, Rice is not good. Um, you still lost to UTEP. You still lost to UTSA. UTEP hadn't won a game since, by the way. Yeah, shocker. Uh, snoozer of the week out there in El Paso. I'm just saying. I didn't, so I mean, you don't think anybody will get the sense that this team was probably better than no. what they should? I think you if, think I think these are games to lose, not games. To, I mean, like this is we have everything to lose in these games, not not prove, nothing, nothing to prove. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that this, as bad of a year as it's been, uh, possibly finishing three and nine, maybe four and eight, maybe five and seven? Not going to say it's a good thing. But this program might need the old look in the mirror. Yeah, you know, I know you. you Because it's hard to look into the mirror. Yeah, yeah. This whole thing with Skip is when you've been here for whatever nine years, how long he's been here, and you've had the success that he's had. It's probably easier for him to be like, nah, it's just a down year, you know. Yeah. Got to say that last year because of COVID. Yeah. And this year it was nah, we had some injuries and. I mean, think about it happening in year nine versus year like two or three. Yeah, year different. two or three, it's like, oh gosh, am I going to have my job? Here he's like, whatever. I'm. It's you guys get over it. I've I've had some success. 
BC loves me. I won five bowl games in a row. We'll be all right. Six. You know, it's probably six, whatever. That's probably what the old skipper's thinking. So I hope it's a wake up call. I'm deathly afraid of us not having like a clear number one quarterback next season. And I'm not optimistic that one will just emerge and, and, and just be way ahead of everybody else. So I, to me, as I mean, I'm a pretty one dimensional guy when it comes to thinking about football. And it'd be tough for me going into the season being, I mean, like I was, I was hopeful this year because of Austin Kendall. And I still think he's a dog. I think he's had a lot of injuries. First three out of four games were just tough. Um, but it's got to be tough as a coach to just – I mean, you want to have that guy. You want to have the leader on your team. It's got to be easier. It's got to be your quarterback. It's got to be your quarterback. Can't have Jalen Didn't have it with Jamar. Wasn't a captain in which you said, oh, not a big deal, not worried about it. Psych, <laughs> let the team down halfway through the season. Best season ever. Anyways. Whew, that had you fired uh, up for three years that he wasn't a was, captain, wasn't it? No, I just – Still grind no, your gears. No, it just – Proves everything I needed to know. Let me ask you this. Have you looked ahead to the non-conference schedule for 2020? Tell me everything. Open the year at Baylor. Ooh. Home game with SFA, which is a top 20 FCS team similar to Southeastern. September 17th, on the road at Clemson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And then on the road at South Alabama, which that's a South Alabama team that'll play in a bowl game this year. They'll probably be even better in year two under game. So we'll be back. praying to be starting two and two next year. If you get to two and two, you got to be happy. Can we go to Death Valley? We need to spend all Clemson. summer long getting Tech fans ready for that. Mentally, mentally, because it's going to happen. Or we'll lose to Baylor or Clemson on a last-second play, and then it'll be like what could have been. You know? That'll be pretty tight. Let's go ahead and take our final time out of the night. We come back, put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national, dot bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. 
You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Thursday evening. Of course, Louisiana Tech hosting Southern Miss tomorrow night. Final home game. You going, Ben? We are. Final home game of the year. Do you want to talk fantasy first? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk to Conference USA schedule. Oh, we're true. not looking at CSA okay, schedule good. tonight. That's just boring. <laughs> Only took you, what, 12 shows to figure that out? Yeah, I think like 12 years, but. <laughs> Fell to one and eight. Nine. Nine. Uh, at least I play a pretender this week. Who's that? Uh, his name's Lane. Yeah, Lane's a pretender. Uh, my two running backs starting uh, Miles Gaskin. Heard he's poised for a breakout. <laughs> and then Devontae Freeman. And then Taves will love this one. I paid four bucks for Cam Newton. <laughs> I it's, still haven't spent a dollar. My it's twenty twelve, boys. Cam Newton's coming back with a vengeance. He can't throw the ball any better than you can. I play. Uh, that we still have a guy. We have a guy. We in the do league, have an undefeated ten and O Taves, and this is the same guy that I lost to by one yard. You want me to tell you that story again, or you want to go back and listen? To uh, the he's old probably tired of hearing that one. But. The break I still probably lose, but the break I got was that Cooper Cup is on by. Thank the Lord. Oh, how about how bad Matthew Stafford is? He's not that bad. He's terrible. He did not have a good. The game. Rams are horrible. Okay, he's not that bad. Y'all said they would go play in the Super Bowl I didn't say and they'd anything. win by fifty. I didn't say that would be your boy Sutton. Oh, Tabes, tell me, tell me why Mike Williams. Looking like an MVP candidate in uh last three games. Uh, excuse me, last four games has barely uh, put up over eight points. Actually, I hadn't even broken into eight points. Called Keenan Allen. Yeah, but uh, I feel like he was just going to be a... Keenan Allen. Has Keenan done that well? Uh, yeah, he's on my one and nine squad. He's on your squad. Getting 18 points a week. All right, let's get to these 18 seniors. That will be honored tomorrow night, senior night inside Joe A. Stadium. Run them down, one to eighteen. Quarterback Austin Kendall, running back Marcus Williams, receiver Isaiah Graham, H back tight end Jacob Adams, offensive lineman Kelton Hollins, offensive lineman Sam Williams, offensive lineman Chris Fournier. Shifting to the defensive side of the ball, defensive lineman Willie Baker, Malik Wells. Eric Kinzer at the linebacker position, Trey Baldwin and Zeke Barnett. Cornerback, Balin Buchanan. Cornerback, Elijah Hamilton. Cornerback, Zach Hannibal. And safety, Khalil Ladler shifting to the specialist. Kicker, Cesar Barajas. And the old deep snapper, you gotta love him, Reeves Blankenship. Reese. Reese Blankenship. Oh, is it his Reeves? Yes. Reese or Reeves? (laughs) Who knows? And who cares? He's a deep you know, snapper. He's a deep snapper. 
You look at this group of guys, uh, two of the six on the offense have been with the program. Uh, I guess Graham was a transfer. So one of the six, Jacob Adams, a former walk-on, has been with the program for the entirety of his career on the defensive side. Willie Baker, Eric Kinzer, and Zeke Barnett have been with the program throughout the entirety of their careers. And then, of course, the deep snapper, Reese Blankens- Reeves Blankenship, <laughs> has been with the program as well. So the era of the transfer portal where... 13 of 18 seniors being honored tomorrow night did not begin their collegiate careers as Bulldogs. So, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, what'd you say? It's going to be 43 degrees at kickoff? Yeah, about, yeah, about 45 ish. You mentioned a-, a couple business decisions. Will uh, any of the players on either team make some business decisions in the cold I don't know. to not take some tough hits? I don't think that any of the, the players have any business post this, this. <laughs> Next two weeks. Next two weeks. I don't think there's anything they need to protect themselves from. Louisiana Tech favored by 16, over, under, set at 49. Game will be broadcasted on CBS Sports Network. Tech looking for its first three-game win streak over the Golden Eagles in program history. Of course, this two-game win streak that the Bulldogs are currently on. We can thank our good friend Jack Abraham because he's not very good. Uh, series dates back to 1935. Golden Eagles lead the series 35-17. Beck Haynes, I will ask you. Duncan Dogs are on the road. Lady Texters are on the road. Ruston High School is at home. West Monroe High School is on the road. 1,100. What will the attendance <laughs> be tomorrow night at the gym? It's going to be rough, Ben. Number one, it's cold. Number two, it's late, so no kids. Or not as many. Yes. Not a school night. Not a school night. It's a fair point. But it's late enough to be like, hey, guys. You and I will be hosting the postgame show. Yeah, hosting the postgame show. KXKZ 107.5. Tabes will bring us home to midnight. Uh, might need to bring Tabes an 11 p.m. burger. You and me. Somebody needs to bring us all one. Yeah, if you're out there listening. Uh that's gonna. I don't. I don't expect it to be a heavily attended game. Probably not. Students have probably checked out. They got other places to be. Uh, I believe they're on quarter break. Even better, they're on. That's right. I believe quarter ended on Thursday. This is gonna be a. Decent. If you would have seen the crowd, the Thursday or excuse me, last Saturday, the student section. Um, is there air quotes? The student section. Couple dozen. Uh-uh. It was pretty rough. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Couple dozen. Uh, I believe Charlotte had more fans than Tech had students at the game. Uh, did not did not like seeing that. So um, let, let's get into our predictions. Uh, like I mentioned, Louisiana Tech favored by 16 over under set at 49. Beck, mm. you or Tabes going first off the top? 27 13 tech you took Taves to score <laughs> close I, I was thinking 27 10 tech <laughs> i got tech 23 to 7 oh what a snoozer <laughs> it's gonna be an ugly football game tomorrow night at the joe defensive battle i'll set the over under at 12 and a half punts Combined from both teams, I'll uh, take I the over. You're going to say twelve and a half minutes of review? Oh my gosh! Oh, that's way over, taste. Beck, you missed it. They reviewed, I heard the about review. it. they reviewed the same play twice. 
Is that even allowed? And change their mind on the second time. Conference USA official, what do we say, Tapes? Every game, every week. Every game, every week, just flat out terrible. The white hat last week, Becky, is five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even see in the stands. He was so short. Oh, my God. It was embarrassing. So, it's been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, for joining us. Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, 7 p.m. kickoff Friday night inside Joe A. Stadium. Game will be aired on CBS Sports Network. For our producer, John Tabor. For Beck Haynes, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. All right, Witty Odd Couple live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, 877-99 on Fox. If you were one of Antonio Brown's teammates in Tampa Bay, and you find out that it's true that he uh, had a fake vaccination card, would you be upset with him? And, Rob, if I, if I was tight with him, that's my boy, like me and you, and you were lying to me about that, that would I'd be like, that would change how I feel. But if I'm just a random regular teammate, we cool, you know, we 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 cordial, all right, we cool, whatever. Then I'm, you know, I'm not tripping. But all right, let's see what the callers think. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Your turn to All right, let's start with uh, blind Seahawks fan in Olympia, Washington. You're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What's up? Uh, long time no talk. How you guys doing? doing good, good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, this whole Antonio Brown thing is weird because, personally, I have the vaccine. Uh, like, I'll, I'll say it. But to me, you know, faking it is just stupid. I mean, it, if you don't have it, just come out and say it, man. I, and, like, the thing is, I get, you know, it's a completely different life. Like, I get it if you're not vaccinated like with the NFL protocols. But just come out there, be real. You have to realize, like, if right. you're not taking the shot, you have to pay these consequences. And if I were his teammates... If this were his first time, man, I wouldn't be too mad. But he's done some shady stuff, like, before, you know. Very he's shady. had all these different controversies. So I think some of them are going to be mad. The NFL is definitely going to investigate this. I don't see him, like, getting kicked off the team. I could see him, you know, a fine, maybe suspension, but that's really all. Because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers didn't – he kind of did the same thing, but it wasn't a faker card, but he still got like his teammates line, so knew too. Like, yeah, his right. teammates knew that he wasn't vaccinated. What? Well, I'll say this, Rob. I, I don't, and and I'm speculating, but I don't think 
Antonio Brown didn't tell, you know, wasn't honest about it, if indeed that's the case, because he was he wanted to avoid any public backlash. I think it was because he didn't want to go through the daily grind that the unvaccinated players have to go through. I might be wrong, but that's what I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I just, you know, yeah. I guess my only thing is, again, if that's is, the case, is just uh, when other people are involved, you can have your rights. I, I just, this is the part that I don't understand. People like argue about their rights. What about my rights? That's all I'm asking. What about my rights? I have a right to know. In these situations, that's all. And once I know, then it's fine. That's all. I, that's all I ask. I, you don't have to acquiesce or or give in or do what I'm doing. You don't. I just have a right to know. Uh, John, in New Zealand, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, John? Good day, brothers. How you doing? Doing good, good man. man. How, How are, are you? I'm great. It's Friday afternoon. Yeah. And the oh. weekend is upon us. Wow, you guys are yeah, that's right. It's wonderful. Man. Well, guys, um, I, I don't know if I should volunteer for a segment that is, I don't know, we call it something like, they did what? Because often for us on the other side of the world or outside of the United States, when certain things happen and there's, it, and it's controversial in the United States, we, we stand scratching our head going, um, but it's obvious. So straightforward. You take kneeling, for instance, for the anthem. The rest of the world is scratching their head, going, uh, "Kneeling is more respectful than standing." We, you know, we like, what's the problem? Right, that's uh, what with uh, this one as well. even thought, yeah, with, right, with this, exactly. exactly. With this one as well, um, Aaron Rodgers he lied, right? And it's it's plain and simple. He lied, and then he lied about lying about it. When he said I didn't lie, right, right, and people came down on him, even though he said yeah. Was lying the first time was (laughs) yeah. I've been immune. Is is right? So with this one, if somebody lies to me like that, it's like um, it's like it's it's like Rob said. Then okay, then I know where I stand. I can't trust you. I just want to know if Rob's love affair with Aaron Rodgers has been affected. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is not the same person. You can't look at him the same way. I, I I don't care who you are. I admired Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback play. I never said I was a fan of Aaron Rodgers, the person. And once somebody uh, shows you who they are in a situation like this, I think Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people look at Aaron Rodgers differently. Well, uh, I, I, think think your, look, I think to your I don't think you look point, at him the same way. I think to your point, Rob, for a lot of people, it just kind of was more confirmation of what they kind of thought about.